Welcome to Talk Flirty Podcast, the podcast where life is reflected through intimate conversation with me, your host, Nikki F. Wood. To Talk Flirty Podcast. Welcome back to Talk Flirty Podcast, actually. Thank you, all my returning listeners. Thank you for sticking with the show. And then all my new listeners, welcome to Talk Flirty Podcast. Talk Flirty Podcast is actually going to be launching officially in January of 2020, but I wanted to do a quick show, put something out there so you guys can get back acclimated to the voice you know make sure make sure talk flirty starts off on the good foot so yeah I was going to do just a quick review of the movie Queen and Slim because that's something that has been sitting with me for a little while right now I watched the movie over Thanksgiving break speaking of Thanksgiving I hope everybody enjoyed their holidays mine was good it was family and food I usually only go home back to California for Thanksgiving. Like that's really the the main time that I do go back home. Any other time I get out there during the year, that's kind of like bonus. I just decide to bless my family with my presence at that time. But yeah, it was good. I'm definitely looking forward to this Christmas. But yeah, back to probably not even going to be 10 minutes, but um it's definitely going to have spoilers. So if you have not seen the movie Queen and Slim, I'm going to be expressing my, I did not like the movie. I didn't. I have to say, I didn't know what the premise of the movie was. I thought it was just a love story. I really thought I was going to watch 50 First Dates, but it was just black. That's that's a shame on me because I don't know where I was anytime the trailer came on. I don't. I don't even know what the, I don't know what the trailer looked like. I don't know if it was actually, if it told you what was going on, but I didn't know the premise was that they were on the run after having shot and killed a police officer. If I had known that, I would not have watched the movie. I I really would not have gone. If I had known that, I would not have gone for the same reason why I don't watch, I don't watch slave movies. I don't watch 12 Years a Slave. I don't watch the last slave movie that I really watched um, was Birth of a Nation. And then before that was Amistad. So outside, I mean, I I really don't like to uh, rehash those emotions. I mean, I've had uh, my grandma has told me stories about how they bust them off to pick cotton and then they'll bring out this lunch truck they feed everybody lunch, and then at the end, when it's time to collect your your earnings, they take out what you ate, what you ordered at lunch. And so, really, they only end up with these little pennies worth from picking cotton all day. I have my own share of personal stories that relate to negative things that have happened to black people around 
slavery and segregation and just, you know, the terrible roots of this country. And so now that the Black Lives Matter scene has, you know, erupted. So like it's it's crazy right now. I've I also I have family members who are police officers. I also have other family members who were killed by police officers. One was a little bit controversial. The other, he should not have died in that situation at all. So you are a part of these things personally and going to see these scenarios play out on the big screen is not anything that I would choose to partake in. So that was that was a little bit my fault because I didn't know what the movie was about. I only thought it was a love story. And a few things that I did not like about the movie, like as soon as the movie opened, as soon as the movie opened, I was like, does she have an attitude? Okay, so we have to start off with the angry black woman stereotype. I, my defenses were up at that moment throughout the whole movie because I just knew it was going to be so much stereotype and just different agendas being thrown in there and like all types of propaganda. I mean, I had just Thanksgiving just ended. I ate macaroni and cheese for the last three days. You know, this is not the way that I wanted to end my weekend. So the opening was absolutely terrible. The attitude that she had, first of all, it was a Tinder date. And she only responded to the Tinder date because something terrible had happened at her job. So she has this angry black woman, independent woman. You know, I'm pretty much only here to for the free meal and to waste your time. That's not anything that I do or like to relate to. So I was like, why the fuck does she have an attitude like this? So I just completely disagree with the entire film from beginning, from beginning to end. I could not rock with it. Actually, there w- it was shot beautifully. Actually, the movie, if I had to, uh, if I gave the movie a nickname, I would call it poetic lyric higher basketball because I felt like all of the different elements from those movies, poetic justice. Jason's Lyric, Love and Basketball, Higher Learning. They had elements from all of those movies that were black and just threw it in the script. And it seemed like they were trying to fit things in where they didn't necessarily go, but just needed something there. So the first opening scene was the attitude. It's actually the attitude that set everything off. On the way home from the date, she still had that, you know, defenses up and was in her phone. He reaches over, snatches the phone ends up swerving and police lit him up. Now, like I said, I did not know, I did not watch the trailer. I did not know what the meat and potatoes was of this movie. So when I seen the lights, I said, like my heart just sank. And I was like, oh my God, like we're about to do this. I had no idea. So I was completely, I was completely taken aback and I did not know this is what I had set myself up for. So the interaction with the police officer went completely left from the gate. Queen woman character she's supposed to be an attorney as an attorney if I am if I if I know what I'm talking about if I know how to interpret the law my stops are going to be hell for a police officer I'm just going to be honest 
it's not going to be a walk in the park. If somebody fucks up, it's going to be the police officer. I'm going to do my damnedest to make sure it's the police officer. So the actions from the characters, Queen and Slim, during that traffic stop, I felt like it just wanted to invoke deep emotions about what's happening right now. I felt like it wanted to just drum all that up, but then it just leaves you there because after that interaction, they have to go on the run. After the ending and then the credits roll, you walk out the theater and you're like, like, what am I supposed to do with myself right now? I'm not going to high five, lean away. I don't agree with the message because it kind of just leaves you at the end like, okay, police brutality. All right, next, let me go find the next trailer and make sure I watch and pay attention to something before I set myself up again. That's the one reason why I like I don't watch the slave movies, because then you're like, how do we make drastic changes? And after watching this movie, no one has said, how do we make drastic changes? If this is supposed to be a filmed message, then what's next? That was my main thing with the movie. Also, a lot of the things the characters were doing was just ridiculous. So an attorney. She comes up with a plan that they have to go on the run. They can't stay there. They can't go back to families. They have to go to her uncles and then they come up with a plan. The attorney. I don't think she would give that type of counsel to any of her clients. So I'm not sure what would have been the basis behind them deciding they have to go on the run. So they shoot the officer. They hit the road. They didn't stop for gas. So, of course, they end up running out of gas. She's been shot by the officer. She was grazed in the leg. They run out of gas. They have to hitchhike. First car that comes along is a pickup truck. She's shot in the leg, right? So she has blood all over her. The person stops. They ask if she's all right. She's like, oh, I just cut my leg. And the person who they actually get into the car with turns out is a sheriff of whatever little small town they ended up breaking down in. Um, so they're in the car with the, in the truck with the sheriff and the sheriff is taking them to get gas they didn't bring their wallets or any money. So the officer goes in and he's like, it's on me. The entire time he has his little uh, walkie talkie on, he hears the, the alert about the two suspects, one black, one male description of the vehicle. He finds out while he's in the store, they're in the truck, really nervous. Slim is pacing back and forth. Queen is like, OK, we have to go get in the truck take off in the truck. They argue back and forth, which I noticed that there's a lot of dynamic where she's the more dominant. He's more meek. And they, well, they kind of switch off throughout the movie. I just noticed that she does more of the decisions throughout the film. As they're starting to take off, the sheriff comes and he's like, oh, you're going to leave me? Still trying to play it off like he doesn't know who they are. Queen pulls out the gun on the sheriff. I didn't know she still had the gun, but so she pulls out the gun and like, you know, this is her asserting her like the dominant type. And so she pulls out the gun on the sheriff, gets him in. They go back to the broke down Mercedes with the license plate that says, trust God. They put him in the trunk and then they take off in his truck, continue to head to the uncle's house but before that they stopped to get something to eat and this I did not get this part at all I mean of course they stopped to get something to eat sure and they're just sitting in this empty parking lot just conversing and they didn't go into the restaurant to order their food I guess they figured they were too they were too hot and uh they send this little boy in to go get some food turns out he is the son of the owner of the restaurant the owner of the restaurant knows who they are uh, the son comes out and he's like, my dad wants to meet you. My dad needs to talk to you. And they're like, no, we got to go. Um, so they're panicking a little bit now because somebody knows who they are. 
And they're like, we have to go. As soon as they start to pull off, they end up hitting the father who just so happened to be in front of the truck. And then the dad is like, oh, he just goes off on like the most ridiculous, coonish rant ever. All types of, uh, oh, nigga, this bitch, this, oh, shit, I got to get to the hospital. And they're like, no, we have to go. We have to go. He's like, oh, no, you got to take me to the hospital. I'm hurt. He like is leaning on the sun and he's like, oh, help me up, little bitch. And the son is like, don't call me no bitch. He's like, your mama's a bitch. The dad's like, your mama's a bitch. and Or uh, something they said. And they're like, don't call my mama a bitch. He's like, I got more bitches than just your mama. I have no idea why they why we had to go through that dialogue in the movie. And that just brought me back to like all the stereotypes that this movie had. And for it to be promoted as like a for the culture film, black, for black. So that was my whole thing about the movie. They end up taking him to the emergency room, head back on to the uncle's house. When they get there, the uncle is like a pimp. He's this drug dealing pimp. He has naked women all over the place. One of the women I didn't know until actually I, I started going through a few different reviews. The main, the bottom bitch, she was a trans. She's an actor who's in the show Pose. Yeah, so it was kind of, like I said, they put everything in this movie. Every agenda, every stereotype, every ridiculous, quote unquote, black stereotype in this movie the uncle is a pimp with naked women walking around scantily clad women walking around one of the nights or like that night or the day after or whatever oh no they were having dinner or something and they were like what you gonna do you gotta change your appearance so they ended up shaving his head taking her braids out and they're like we're gonna we're gonna go to cuba and it's like they had this underground railroad to get from wherever they started through New Orleans and and Georgia down to Florida to get to this plane so that they can get to Cuba. I don't know what, I can't even get an underground road from Las Vegas to San Diego, and that's not but a five and a half hour drive. So I don't know how they put this together. The uncle, turns out the uncle actually killed Queen's mom and she helped him get out of jail. So that's why he was kind of obligated to help them because he owed her. One of the nights he ends up beating up one of his hoes. Police is called and everything. So now the spot is hot and Queen and Slim have to jump up and get clothed, get dressed and head on out because police is now on the residence. The funniest thing I thought about was their clothing. She put on that dress and them snakeskin boots and then he put on that velour suit. And the only thing I could do was start singing Cause we be vocal down from the sky to the ground, sipping Alize, steady puffing on the pound. So he was vocal. He put on his vocal, and she had on her um, freakum dress and snakeskin boots, and they hit the road. Um, their next destination after that was to go um, down to a friend of the uncle's who was in the military. Uh, this person that they met in the military is a white guy. Him and his wife. And they help black people. The wife is not down with it. I, I don't know. I guess they just wanted to show that that difference. The husband is supportive or favors, you know, helping black people. The wife is like the old traditional, like, you know, we need to just turn them in. They're killers. They're cop killers. That type of thing. Now, when they get to the that person's home, they park the car right in the front. There's somebody across the street, like a neighbor, watching them go to the house. They end up calling police. SWAT comes and they raid the house. They end up hiding in the floorboards in a bedroom. They escape by jumping out the window. Queen dislocates her arm. The whimpering when 
Slim had to put it back in place, caught the attention of police officers who were um, staked out front the next morning. It was a black cop who noticed the the sounds and was like, we should go investigate. He was like a rookie. And then it was like this older, out of shape police officer who was disrespectful to him, calling him boy. And was like, you don't know the difference between a, a wildlife and a human or something he said. But stereotypical racist tones, like white person is believes himself to be higher than this black rookie police officer. Uh, if you want to investigate something, you go ahead and do it your goddamn self. So he goes and he investigates the noise. Queen and Slim had slipped into a detached garage. Slim placed her arm back in place. They were trying to start the station wagon that was in that garage. They finally get it started and as they get it started, the police officer lifts up the garage and they're both staring like it's a stare off like, oh my gosh, we're caught. Instead of turning them in, the police officer just stepped to the side and waved them through. So then they're back on the road. This is the last leg. This is the last journey. Throughout the whole movie, they were skeptical of people. They were making sure that they were um, making sure that they did everything to make sure that they did not have anybody on their trail. And then finally, oh, I left out one part because there was this is I actually discovered something about myself because this let me know that I have unhealthy coping mechanisms. Because I was thinking to myself, after they had shot the police officer and was on the run, Queen still had that attitude. Their their love story did develop over time, but it took a minute. And I was thinking to myself, like, if I was in that situation, I'm stressed, or why do you still have your clothes on? Like, I would not have waited so long to have had sex with him. Uh, that's probably something I'm going to have to address myself. So they finally had the sex scene, and it was between, after they had left the uncle's house, the uncle gave them a car so they left the uncle's house but the car started to overheat so they had to take all the money that the uncle gave them and get the car repaired at the repair shop the owner had this son who knew who they were and kind of like idolized them and is the person who took the iconic ad the preview the promo photo which that's all i saw i did not see an actual trailer i just saw the still picture and the title and just thought love story the son takes that picture of them as they move along from the mechanic once the car is fixed that's when the sex scene comes but the sex scene is kind of like it goes it flashes from sex scene to a protest that they were having and it's like sex scene protest sex scene protest i was waiting for the sex scene but then i was like what was the protest for during the protest the little boy the mechanic's son ends up confronting a police officer and the police officer is a black police officer and he's pleading with him uh wanting him to go home son there's nothing for you right here if you don't leave I'm going to have to arrest you. And the police officer was like literally asking him, please do not, don't let this escalate. And the little boy's like, oh, no, I'm ready right now. Let's do this. And he pulls out a gun. He shoots the police officer in the face. That part, that is so far from what the message is in real life. It's not that we want to have police officers gunned down just for no reason. Point of the protests and the, the underlying message and want is to have certain things change. Officers who are not operating within protocol, you know, all of the there's a lot of corruption in police you know just the whole structure from from bottom up from up down and so there's there's an actual change that we are asking for and it's not killing police so that was like really upsetting to me because i we already have to deal with you know the actual feelings from you know going from scrolling through facebook and seeing the different stories hashtagging say my name which is 
weird because uh, say say her name, that type of stuff, which is weird because the characters are not Queen and Slim. They're, that's not their names in the movie. And they are never called that in the movie. And so I was like, is it, are we like erasing, you know, the hashtag say her name? Like, are we erasing names from these black people who are slain by police officers? So it's a lot of, it's a lot of different messages. If you want to watch the movie, then go ahead and watch the movie. I will not be watching any other movies that have this dynamic. Like I know there was black and blue. There's like a few other previews that I've seen with that. Yeah. That whole protest scene coupled with the sex scene, I just didn't get it. But then, yeah, they made it to the underground railroad house and then they had to escape from that. And so they're on the last leg and they end up pulling over, which I'm not sure. I don't, I still don't know why they had pulled over and they were just sitting. I don't know if they were supposed to go to that location and someone was supposed to come get them or if they were supposed to go to an actual someone's address. I don't know. But anyways, they end up falling asleep on the side of the road. And this guy, like real, you know, stereotypical Florida guy, dreads, thick dreads, uh, gold teeth, little, you know, Miami, Florida clothing. And he he comes up to the car with a shotgun and he like startles them, wakes them up and then tells them to come with him. He is the person who's going to be getting them to the plane so that they can escape to Cuba. (laughs) They're kind of hesitant, like, you know, you're not the person who was supposed to come. Where is whatever the person's name is? And they're like, uh, the guy's like, "Uh, you can come with me or you can sit here and wait for police to come and pick you up. So they end up going with him and he makes a phone call like he's arranging for them to get picked up by a plane. And they're like, he's like, be ready in the morning or something. And Slim's like, no, we have to go now. And so he calls them back and they're like, okay, be ready in an hour. They sit back down and they're like, uh, and the dude's like, no, we got to go right now. Cause it's about an hour away. So they hop on the road and they're headed to their final destination to get to the plane. And, um, dude's smoking and he offers them some weed. They're like, no, thank you. And they talk a little bit more. They end up uh, smoking. They end up passing the blunt. And then it's like this whole joyous feeling like they're getting ready to be free. They've been on the run and held captive and um, trying to save their lives this entire time. And they get to the <laughs> they get to the landing strip uh, to the plane. They're walking towards it. And then all of a sudden here comes the police Uh, Turns out the black guy turned them in. So they're standing there and they're telling them to put your hands up. They're not moving. They're just standing there. And um, Queen turns to Slim and he's like, she's like, can I be your legacy? Which the dialogue as far as the love story was really good. And um, that part was very touching. But then as soon as she said, can I be your legacy? Um, female officer fires one shot kills queen and um so slim kneels down he picks him up 
picks her up and um he starts walking towards the police officer um and they're telling him to stop put his hands up um get on the ground that type of stuff he doesn't they light him up so he went out like cleo and set it off um only as a pedestrian not in a vehicle <laughs> that that's that's basically it so they didn't make it they didn't get to fucking cuba in real life we're watching these things on tv we're watching it on social media they start to go through the different characters and people that they interacted with throughout the movie um how they reacted to finding out that they didn't make it they show the person who turned them in he's counting counting hella money eating some cup of noodles a lot of people were like you know it's always your own that turns you in and some of the things, because I watched a few different reviews, and they were talking about the script, how the uncle was supposed to be like a like a Chicken George character, but not a slave. And then the person who was actually supposed to come get them and turn them in on that last leg was actually supposed to be Obi's white man. So they made a lot of changes, and I felt like they made a lot of changes to make to always you know always put it on black and throughout the movie like there was only one uh wrong or corrupt white person in the movie and that was the police officer that they had uh shot and went on the run from and everybody else from there were like um allies then at the end they have the you know they have the black boy shooting the black cop and they have the black person um just a nigga turning them in if if they were going to give me that film right now I would have only been looking for a happy ending I would not ever be satisfied with this real life ending because it it is an actual like you know, it's things that are unfolding right now, and it doesn't speak to um, I feel like it was just a movie to kind of like pacify either you if you're not dealing with these types of situations personally or very close to them, then it separates it and it now becomes just a film. And people can watch the movie and go home and not think a second time about anything that was shown in that movie. Especially if it was supposed to have like, a, you know, if it was supposed to convey a, a real message. And so um, that was my only thing about the movie is because after after. I um after I'm leaving the theater, I'm walking out to get back to the car and there's a white lady. <laughs> there's a white lady coming from out of like the little game or some um side off room. And I'm walking straight, she's walking this way. Who is about to move right now? It's not about to be me. So I'm walking out and she's like about to walk right into me I said bitch you can't walk through people like I was for real upset after that movie and I had to hurry up and get back to my grandma house
before I not make it back to Las Vegas. So, yeah. Um, again, if you want to go see the movie, a lot of people love the movie. A lot of people understand the message. The message is there, but I feel like um, a lot of people promote on the back of black and also they kind of like give it to black social media to do all the hype and all the talk and and pump it up so it can do numbers and then when you get there and you're like did you really do us like that and that's kind of like the underlying like every time that is something that happens with us and that's just not anything that I would have been, that I would have gone to watch or support. Um, so that's my review on Queen and Slim. Definitely, I've watched the movie. I've settled down a little bit on some things. So you can let me know what your opinion of the movie was, how you feel. Do you share my ideas? Do you disagree with them? Have you thought about any dialogue after the movie? So, yeah. You can always hit Talk Flirty up through email, uh, talkflirtypodcast at gmail.com. Talk Flirty is on social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram, and that's Talk Flirty Podcast. Also, Talk Flirty is on Twitter, and that is Talk Flirty Pod. Follow the whole umbrella, Townhouse Media, on Spreaker. Check out the shows, anything, whatever you want. Townhouse Media is sure to provide. Make sure you tune in to Talk Forty Podcast. First episode will be officially launching on Friday, January 3rd. And then um, shows will be every Tuesday, uh, every Tuesday evening um, at 6 p.m. Yeah, until next time. And so excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. JD Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at amfam.com. American Family Insurance. For JD Power 2021 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.